Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. This is where we talk to marketers about what they're doing today to drive results. Drive Time Marketing is sponsored by M Partners. All the tools, resources, and flexibility of a big agency, all the attention and creativity of a boutique shop. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drive Time Marketing. Tips, tricks, and tools to bring your marketing to new and great destinations. I'm Julia Carcamo, and joining me today is Monica LeBron, Tulane University's Deputy Athletic Director and Chief Operating Officer. Uh, we're both calling in from New Orleans. We're enjoying a little bit of rain that we haven't gotten in months. I know most people don't ha- aren't happy when they get rain, but I certainly am. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> How are you doing, Monica? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to, to be here today. Now that we've gotten past the, techni- the technical specs of the whole call, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so I'd like to start off the calls by um, telling our listeners a little bit about our guests and what you do and about Tulane Athletics. So why don't you tell us a little bit? Okay. Uh, my name is Monica LeBron, and I am from San Jose, California. I've been in college athletics for, gosh, almost 20 years. Really, I started as a student athlete. Um, I attended Yale University and played softball there and was lucky enough to get into college athletics um, on the administration side as an 18-year-old freshman. Uh, So in addition to playing softball, I also worked in the athletics department all four years, and that's when I ultimately decided I wanted to be an AD. So I've been working towards that ever since. My Most of my career, majority of my career, has been in athletics development. And Tulane offered me the opportunity of a lifetime to come to New Orleans and, and serve as our deputy athletic director. Uh, so here, I'll, I'll be overseeing all of our revenue generation, all of our external units. And then I'll also work as a sport administrator for football, women's basketball, volleyball, and beach volleyball. So uh, my, my position is both external and internal. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting to bring some of my best practices that I've learned throughout my career, but then also learning a lot from our athletic director, Troy Dannon. So a special opportunity. I've been here 11 weeks and, uh, and counting. So I love it. 11 weeks. Wow. We're going to have to talk to you again when you're there a year and see what, what has changed. Right. But I was, um, I'm always amazed with college sports. College sports, really, I see the audience is very different. First, you've got to fill the games, right? So you've got ticket holders and selling tickets and fans and generating that passion around it. But then ultimately, you've got to turn those lights on in the stadium. So you've got to fundraise a lot. You've got to work with alums. You've got to work with some of the community. So tell me um, about these different targets that you're trying to attract and, and how they differ. What, what are the challenges are you seeing? Yeah, it's a, it's a juggling game. Because um, absolutely, I think the student athletes, they love seeing faces in the crowd. They love when they have a lot of fans in the stands cheering them on. And they certainly feel that when you have a close game and the entire crowd is on your side. Uh, so we want to get butts in seats. That's a huge deal. Um, but we also do have to keep the lights on and keep uniforms on our backs and pay bills ultimately. So, uh, it's that balancing act between trying to generate revenue, but also trying to drum up the interest to then generate the revenue. So it's that chicken and egg, which one comes first. Um, and you know, I don't know that I have all the answers yet, especially in a place like New Orleans, at a place like Tulane, it's a smaller institution. Our alums 
come from all over and go back to all over. So they don't necessarily all live right here in the heart of New Orleans. And then we have other competing interests. We've got the New Orleans Saints and the Pelicans and we've got art and we've got uh, other entities and, and interests that, that we are competing with in terms of people's expendable income. So, I mean, I, I talk about it almost every day. I feel like I was just having this conversation earlier. It's how are we going to attract folks to want to come here? And I'm hoping that one of the ways we can do it is by attracting just the local New Orleans community, maybe that didn't necessarily go to Tulane or even have a desire to go to Tulane or, or have their kids go to Tulane, but they're looking for something to do on a Saturday where they can bring the whole family and it's an affordable ticket and it's fun and you know they could just have a good time as a family. So maybe looking at attracting some of those folks and making Tulane and Tulane football the, the New Orleans college team. I mean, because we don't have another collegiate football team right here in New Orleans. So why can't we be New Orleans college team just like the Saints or our NFL team? So um, if you have the, the magical potion, please share it with me. <laughs> you know, you it, when you were talking about it, I was imagining it, this kind of chicken and an egg sort of scenario because I feel like you've got to keep the tickets affordable enough to get a lot of butts in seats. Mm -hmm. And the way to do that is to get some sort of funding that helps supplement the payment of those bills. Right. And so, and then, and then contributors want to be a part of something that's exciting. So they've got to want to see the stadium full and they've got it. So, so you really do have this sort of circular problem. Right. Right. And uh, look for anyone who's listening, I've been to a lot of college venues and a lot of football stadiums and and I'm not saying this because I now work at Tulane but this is one of the coolest and this is one of the best I've seen it's a perfect fit for Tulane it seats about 30,000 and it's just a comfortable way to watch a game I found myself after that first week just walking around the stadium walking around the concourse and just noticing how fun of an atmosphere it was and just how many different attractions we have just within the stadium but the problem is people people have to come the first time to experience it in order for them to come the second time so I am confident that if we can just get people to come that first time they'll want to come back again when you're talking a 20 30 dollar ticket that's a pretty affordable Saturday afternoon or Saturday night out um, and and it's just a fun place to watch a game and of course winning helps too. So we've got a new football coach in Willie Fritz and I have the utmost confidence that he's going to turn this program around. Um, so I think that'll help too, just seeing that the student athletes on the field are giving it their all and, and they're working really hard. I think that's going to translate one to winning and, and two translate to a product you want to support. So, so and, and we know college sports are driven by passion and determination and uh, the fan dedication to their teams, as well as the players' passion and desire to win. So how do you harness all, I mean, there's a lot of passion floating around. How do you harness all this? Oh gosh, um, I, I don't know that I consciously do. Um, I don't know that I consciously harness it is what I mean. Um, I just feel, me personally, I can control myself. 
And I'm going to be passionate in every single thing I do. And even if it's a game of checkers, I want to win and I want to do it to the best of my abilities. And I, I tell anyone who will listen, uh, especially right now, when we're trying to change the culture here of wanting to win and wanting to be competitive. Look, I can't control what's on the field. I can't control the X's and O's, but I can control how hard I'm going to work in fundraising. I can control how hard I'm going to try and sell that season ticket. I can control how hard I'm going to focus on our marketing efforts. And if I'm doing it, I'm hoping that it'll be contagious and, and other people will want to be a part of that and, and see, I want the student athletes to see how passionate I, I am about what they're doing. So I don't know that I have this formula of, okay, this is how you infuse passion. I think my whole life, I've just always walked around being passionate about everything I do. And the hope is that people get excited about that and want to follow. So that's my formula. I'm not sure. I'm hoping it'll work. <laughs> well, you know, you actually answered one of the questions that I had because I looked at your background and I saw that you were a four-year letter winner at Yale um, and a starter on the softball team. And, and I was going to ask, how does your background as a student athlete give you the insight into what you're trying to accomplish? And obviously, what you just told us is exactly that, right? It's that passion for for playing in the sport and you've just translated that passion to your work now. Yes. And I just don't like failing at anything. And I, I remember I tell this story all the time. People ask me, what position did you play? And, and you can't see that I'm only five, three on this video, but I'm not a very tall first baseman. Um, and people just kind of give me that look like, are you sure? Did you hear the question correctly? Are you sure you played first? And I said, you know, I played first until I was 14 and then everyone grew and I didn't. And so I got booted to the outfield and I was recruited as an outfielder. And then I, we clearly did not have a first baseman when I got there as a freshman and I was in the outfield and I just kept asking my coach, can you please try me at first? Can you please try me at first? I know how to play the position because I learned at such a young age how to play it. Just give me a chance, coach. And he just said, no, you're too little. You're too little. You're too little. And I remember it was about game 14 into my freshman year. We were at Providence College, and he comes up to me right before the, the second game in the doubleheader, and he says, you're starting at first base. And I said, okay. And I started there, and I think I got two or three balls in the dirt. I picked them, and I never played another position for the rest of my four years. I just feel like if you give me the chance, I will never let you down because I'm going to – outwork and outwork and outwork until I figure it out. And that is the same for development, fundraising, selling tickets, marketing. You know, we're about to go. We have this, this quad on campus here at Tulane and a lot of the students eat lunch right at the quad. There's a, there's a dining facility there. And so tomorrow and Thursday, we're going to spend our lunch hour promoting our big men's basketball game, which is this Friday at the Smoothie King Center where the Pelicans play. Um, so right in downtown, it's at eight o'clock and we play the University of North Carolina, which is obviously a, a big time basketball program. So it's a huge game. Our guys need people out there and we want our students to come to the game. So instead of them, uh, instead of asking them to come to our ticket office, which is a little bit of a walk for them, not far, but, but, but far enough to where they won't do it. So we're going to take the tickets to them, to the quad, and I'm going to help our marketing team because why not? You know, I'm not above going out on the quad and handing out tickets to students. I want our marketing team to see that 
hey, I'm in it with you guys. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to get these students to this game because our student athletes want it and need it. So, you know, anything I do, I'm going to put everything I have into it and just hope that others will follow. Tell me what kinds of tools do you use for marketing? That is where I'm not great. Um, so I'm, I'm fairly new to the marketing world. Obviously, I've been in college athletics for 20 years. So I know enough about what marketing teams do. But this is actually my first time overseeing all of an external unit. Um, so I rely very, very heavily on our marketing team to actually guide me. And, and it, it's kind of neat because I get to empower them who they're they're younger, less experienced. They're trying to work their way up in the industry. So hopefully I'm empowering them to share those best practices with me and then providing that voice for them if they ever need to go um, fight for, to put, to implement um, those tools. So I don't have <laughs> a whole lot of advice on what it is I think we should be doing, but um, certainly I, I feel like I know enough folks in the industry that, and I'm, and I'm not afraid to ask for help um, and ask for guidance on those. Number one rule is always ask for help, right? I mean, you're only as good as the people you can ask for help from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you have, um, I imagine that social and digital are big pieces of your, of your puzzle though, right? Because you're dealing mostly with college students. Absolutely. Um, so again, even though I'm, I'm 37 years old and, and people might say that's still pretty young, I don't know the first thing about Snapchat and Twitter and all these different um, social media outlets. But again, surround yourself with other experts that know what they're doing. And so uh, we've got some awesome uh, younger folks on our team uh, and they've taken that ball and are running with it. And, uh, and they make fun of me quite often that I don't have a Snapchat account or an Instagram account. Um, but that's ultimately what our students are paying attention to. So, uh, again, we're, we're spreading our message. We're talking about the UNC game. We're inviting people to our football games. We're getting our message out, um, through all those media, social media outlets, um, because that's ultimately what people are paying attention to these days. So, but you, you do use a lot of traditional media too. You use outdoor and, and, and broadcast. And is that, um, who you're targeting with that? Is that mostly just to keep your name in front of, of potential donors or is it for alums or, or is it for that family looking for a affordable Saturday afternoon? I'm hoping that it's, it's that it's, it's what we talked about at the beginning that it, that again, I want to be new Orleans college team. I want people to think of Tulane when they're thinking, man, you know, Ohio state's on TV, North Carolina's on TV you know, who should we support if we can't get to those games? Well, you know, I didn't go to Tulane, but why don't we just go to the Tulane game tonight? Um, so I want people right here in New Orleans who, again, maybe didn't go here, maybe don't have plans to send their kids here, but want a local team to support. And, you know, it while LSU is not that far away, hour and a half, um, give or take, that's a tough ticket to get. So, it is a very tough ticket to get. <laughs> right, right. So we could stay home, close by, go to a great football game, and have fun with the entire family. Why don't we just go to the Tulane game? So that's my hope, that using those, those local outlets, we can attract some folks to and become their local team. 
So here's the, the bad part of sports, right? Is the losing mm-hmm. uh, or the not being as successful or as winning. Um, and winning is really perception in, a, in many ways. Mm-hmm. So what, how do you handle that? I mean, when, you, when you're faced with a team that's not doing well, and I know you've worked at other universities as well. I mean, how do you handle, um, you know, giving, corporate giving or, or those donations that you need when it's not a team that is, rather I should say when it's a team that's struggling, that's growing, you know, teams go through growing stages because talent graduates, new talent comes in. It takes time to, to make them into big stars. So how does a college handle those low periods? So, so two things to talk about there. I I'd say in my experience with true philanthropic giving, it has, less to do with wins and losses. So if you're doing your job right, we are going out and we're seeing Tulane alums and people who want to support Tulane above and beyond tickets and parking. I'm talking a philanthropic donation. I will go to Chicago. I will go to LA, New York and see our, our alums and get them involved in giving back for the sake of renovating a facility or, or building a new facility. And so you see them regardless of wins and losses. And so that when you win really big, sure, they're going to be excited. And, or when you lose, they'll be down, but you already cultivated them so well that that doesn't sway the true philanthropist. Now, where people get swayed is go back to that local fan. Hey, this is my, this is my New Orleans college team. Wait, you guys are losing? Man, I'm just going to stay home and and watch another, I'll watch Ohio State win on TV. Um, So that's where you can lose people when, when, when they don't have a vested interest, when, when, you know, this isn't their alma mater, they're not deeply rooted in the university but they're having fun with your game day experience, then they're going to come. Now, if you start losing, that could be part of the not so happy game day experience. So you might lose that fan. Now, again, that becomes, it becomes very important to focus on the game day experience. So let's try to make it such a fun environment, irregardless of wins and losses, which, you know, is hard for any team in any school. And certainly I've seen that, at all the schools I've been at, when we're winning, it's, it's fun and they want to come to the game on Saturday and they want to say they were there. Um, and when, peop- when teams are losing, um, they're less likely to want to say they were there. Um, I'd say, and this is key, and this, this has a lot to do with, with coaching and culture, is I think fans also want to see that, that passion you were talking about. They want to see that the kids are passionate, that they do care, that they are trying. So, because I have seen, I have been at institutions where you saw the team just give up and they threw in the towel and no one wants to see that. Now, if a team is fighting till the bitter end and loses, you still want to support them. You find that you're so vested in, in their best interest that you'll want to still support them. But when you, when you see the kids give up, that's when you're like, hey, I can, I can find um, better use of my time. And that has to do with culture. And I, and I know we have the right guy in place to, put, to give us the right culture. 
So part of the recipe is culture, but the other part is is that experience people are having on game day. So is your team involved with creating that game day experience? Absolutely. And I think one of the main things I've I've preached since day one, given that I'm also now overseeing all the external units, is the external units have to work together. We have to be a family. And I can't hear anyone say, that's not my job, or why do I have to do that? So when I say external, I mean development, tickets, marketing, strategic communications. We work closely with IMG as the liaison for for corporate sponsorship. And then the last piece is that new media um, outlet. So, and I want us to get to a point, and, and a lot of us, there's some new faces around here over the last 10, 11 months, I want us to get to a point where we're so close as a unit that it doesn't matter if it's not my job. Yeah, I'm in development, but I asked the ticket guy, hey, what can I be doing to help you? I asked the marketing guy, what can I be doing to help you? Because we're such close friends that I want to see you succeed. And that's when I've seen external operations done well, it was, it was that. It was that they were working hand in hand. So, you know, For example, here we have what's called Tailgate Village, uh, which opens three hours prior to kickoff. So that's a gathering spot on campus that people can come to tailgate prior to the game. And I want everyone to have ownership in it. So, hey, you're tweeting this out. I'm making a video about it. We're doing a press release. And, and, you know, development's calling their donors. That, That requires everyone. You know, that is part of the game day experience. Let's hit the masses um, when, when sending that message out, um, and not, oh, that's not my job. Development can send that message out. No, it's everyone's job to promote game day environments and game day experience. I guess I'm embarrassed to say that I never really thought about, um, ADs at the universities being sort of as the executive coach. I mean, they're designing plays. They've got teams working together a few of the players come in, a few of the players go out, but it's all really to drive that passion and that, that experience and that win overall for the university. No question. I, I feel like almost everything I've learned as a professional, I got my foundation from team sports. I, I've been playing team sports since I was four years old. Uh, my sisters played team sports and I'm the youngest. So even prior to four, I wanted to be on a team um, team sports teaches you how to work better together to accomplish that one goal. And you're not always going to see eye to eye and you're not always going to get along and you're not always going to have these personalities that mesh perfectly. But at the end of the day, everyone on the team wants to accomplish the same goal. And if you have one outlier, if you have one selfish entity, it's going to throw everyone off. So Yes, it's, it's, I took it from my teams and I watched my coaches and I, and I saw good leadership and, and not so good leadership. And I've taken all of those best practices. And now as I am a professional in the world of college athletics, I have taken a lot of what I learned growing up and tried to put it into what I do every day. And it has everything to do with being a good teammate. Honestly, every time I say it five times a day, I think the team's getting sick of me. And I say team, I don't, I don't say staff 
because it's not, it's my, they're my teammates. And, you know, I, I, I do, I say it so many times a day that let's just have each other's backs and let's not worry who gets credit. Um, let's just do it together. And I promise you that the hard work will equal success and success is fun. Like every time you're successful, that's fun. So I promise you're going to like it in the end if you're just willing to work hard and be there for your teammate. It sounds to me like you're a great coach and you've had some great coaches in your background. Thank you. Um, We're actually getting to the end of our show. But before I leave, um, one thing we've been asking all of our guests is to give us one tip, trick, or tool that our listeners could put into play today. And I didn't mean to use the word play as, pardon the pun, but what tip, tool, or trick do you have for us today? Gosh, I, I don't know if it's a tool, but again, it goes back to that, that team, team concept. Just... As an individual, be a good teammate and preach team all the time and put the team first and focus on the team getting credit. And I promise that if the leader is doing it, everyone will want to do it and everyone will want to follow and everyone will feel included. When people feel included, they are more likely to work that much harder for you, for the team, for the uh, entity, whatever it is, is in front of you. So focus on being a good teammate and focus on, on creating an environment where team is welcome. And I think you'll be successful. That's great. Thank you so much, Monica, for your time today. And thank you for listening. We'll have links to Monica and to Tulane Athletics in our show notes at www.jcarcamoassociates.com slash drivetime dash marketing. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us on Drive Time Marketing. To leave us a review, visit our website at jcarcamoassociates.com slash drivetime dash marketing. Drive Time Marketing is sponsored by M Partners, practicing the science of why. Why walking through your doors is completely different than walking through your competitor's door. Find out more about M Partners at mpartners.com. Until next time, keep driving towards your goals with great marketing.